0: Hey everyone, this is Brian Wampler with another episode of the Chasing Tone Podcast, a podcast where we talk about guitars and amps effects as well as uh, quite a bit of off-topic discussions. So joining me today is again Blake Wyland, who in case you don't know, has another guitar podcast called The Tone Mob. On that one, he interviews a lot of different artists and creators and gear builders, but today he is guest hosting with me again. So today we're going to discuss getting started in gear culture, surface mount tech versus like... Through hole, and I know that sounds like a really boring topic, but we make it interesting, so we don't go too far off in in Nerdville. Uh, and then we also talk about NAM prep. So let's jump into it. Hello, Blake. It's been Hello, a while. Brian. It's been a while. It seems like
1: it has been a while.
0: You've you've had uh, you've had the pneumonia.
1: I got taken down. It was a bad time. <laughs> it's like, nam at your house, you know? It, Without yeah, the gears, it, it was brutal. It was not a <laughs> not a good time. We're just now getting out of the woods of all kinds of different, various sicknesses, depending on which person you're talking about. But yeah. ugh. sounds like fun. Still. Yeah, not a good time.
0: You know, I got the weirdest yeah. notification speaking of being sick the other day. So oh, yeah? I have the weather app, you know, because why wouldn't you as a 45 year old man? You know, that's, that's part. When you turn 40, it automatically downloads to your phone, I think.
1: Oh, is that how that works?
0: It does. And there's also another app uh, that it, it will tell you what to say whenever kids get on your yard, you know? Get in your oh, yard, okay. rather. Yeah, oh, so sometimes convenient. it's like, hey, you, get off my grass. You know, and other times it's like stupid kids these days. You know, stuff like that. Uh, but I just it,
1: thought that was just a natural part of evolution.
0: No, it, just, it's, it's it's an app. It's an app that okay. downloads on
1: your phone automatically once, once you're turned forty.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, I'm on I'm on my weather. Well, actually, I'm not on my weather app, but I have that on my phone, and up pops flu is increasing in your area. Mm. And I was like, What what why is the weather why is the weather app telling me this? Like that's, that's a good question. That's odd, you know.
1: It's well, about- flu is definitely increasing in my area. That's for sure. It's it's uh, increased to its maximum saturation. I feel like, but oh well, so it goes. Yeah, I haven't been taken out like that in a while, but uh, you know, trying to power through. That's We're good. getting there. We're getting there.
0: So you haven't had uh, you haven't had much much fun to play with gear then, or m- much time to play with gear, I guess, since you've been in no. Bed.
1: Yeah, I've been just curled up in a ball, but I have so much gear that came in while I was ill. <laughs> so once I do feel like uh, getting getting back to the shenanigans, which I'm pretty much, pretty much back on my game, I have all kinds of new stuff to play with. That's um,
0: such a that's such a weird thing, like whenever you're sick or you can't get to it and you're seeing like boxes, you know, piling mm-hmm. up, you're like, I just want this to be done with so I can go play.
1: Yes. <laughs> You know it's bad when you don't feel like you don't even feel like playing guitar. Like I would have to like I still had to do some work, you know, throughout that period. And just typing on my phone, my fingers were like, "Stop it! This is too much. <laughs> this is too much." So like, yeah, strumming a chord was out of the question. That was just not going to happen. I but uh, yeah, I got I got some goodies here that I'm pretty jazzed about. One of them being that wonderful, beautiful <clears throat> Terraform. Look at that thing. I can see it blinking over there in the corner. Yeah, those just are looking all right, at me. They're okay. Turned out pretty good, Mr. Wampler. Not bad. I like it.
0: Not bad. You I know like it's it. uh we uh we we used basically it's basically a Tube Screamer clone. You know?
1: Oh wait, are we talking about the same pedal?
0: Yeah, the Terraform, sure? the multi-modulation high-end DSP pedal. Yeah, it's just a just a Tube Screamer in reality.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. tricked my ears. Yeah. I didn't realize. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Most wow. people don't know that, but basically, um, yeah, it's just one tube screamer. The knob, the knobs do nothing, really. Wow. You know,
1: this is like another level of the psychosomatic drive. It,
0: yeah, it's it's a lot like the psychosomatic drive, except this is the psychosomatic modulation pedal.
1: You know. This is very impressive. Well, it, it tricked me. I thought it was. I thought it was a whole new, unique product. But turns out, nope, just another tube screamer. Just probably a not tushy. even true bypass.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's it's a false bypass, actually.
1: <laughs> false bypass. Yep.
0: <laughs>
1: That's, that doesn't sound good. I don't know what it is, but it's like. So we're gonna we're gonna give you a false bypass, Mister Wampler. What's that? Don't worry about it. I'm a doctor, but you're getting a false bypass. <laughs> So bad uh, deal.
0: Yeah, I was, I was wondering. You, you know, I had a question today on YouTube that completely puzzled me, and okay. you know, no, no disrespect meant to anyone, but someone literally asked what a buffer was. Well,
1: and that's a fair question I, for I, somebody who doesn't know. I
0: guess so, but I mean, I, I guess my thought is, man, I know on my YouTube channel, I just like real quick look through my videos and like, well, there's like six right there that talk about buffers. (laughs) But I mean, I guess if, if you're not really looking for it and someone mentions it, then yeah, I guess I suppose I could see that. I mean, it's not, it's probably one of those things a lot of us take for granted, especially those of us who are like really into like the gear culture. Oh yeah. Because, you know, we talk about buffered this and well, we don't really even talk about it much anymore, but it's just a common term, you know, like volume. And f- for those that are just kind of getting just starting to get plugged in, it might be pretty confusing to hear things like that thrown around, you know.
1: There's a lot of jargon that we use on a regular basis and we even laugh about that people would be super confused. Well, even me from six years ago would have been confused about, you right. know. So I, I, I get it. It's, it's, it's just hard for us to step out of our bubble sometimes and be like, oh, yeah. There's plenty of kids that just got their first tube screamer the other day and they're wondering what on earth all these old people are talking about, you know, or what all these nerds are talking about like it's it's and it's hard to it's hard to figure out. It's very daunting at first because it's just like whoa, there's so much to know even on a consumer level, let alone start getting into DIY or start getting into heavier duty tone topics like just on the surface it's like you look at a massive pedal board, and if you have no idea what any of that stuff does, it's quite it's quite intimidating for for somebody just just getting into it. So I, I get it. Yeah,
0: I did have a, a a customer had emailed us as well, talking. I forget, it might have been the Eagle compressor, one one of the pedals that have true bypass, which is basically almost all of them. Um, and and the discussion turned to why does how come my boss pedal doesn't make a clicking noise whenever you turn it on and off, but all these other pedals with this metal switch, they all have some sort of click whenever you turn them on and off. And it was the same sort of deal. I'm like, wow, I I guess that's just something that I don't ever explain because I just assumed everyone already knows it. Right. (laughs) So I had to kind of go over like, well, the metal ones are mechanical bypass and there's literally a moving part that that causes noise when it moves you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and plus it's doing this and this and this and and the boss pedals by example are using transistors and it's just kind of muting things, not really bypassing things so to speak so yeah just uh I don't know interesting interesting how yeah. far how far yeah. we come you know as the, in, in the gear culture but yet not. And I'm, again, don't mean this in any sort of derogatory way, but some of us are just starting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And when you're the you're the entry point for some of their information, the way that you you are, especially me to a lesser degree, but you you definitely are uh, an entry point for a lot of people because of the videos and stuff that you've done over the years, and you know, writing the book and all that jazz. It's like it's yeah, you're gonna you're just gonna naturally get exposed to more more. Uh, just more questions like that, I think. It's just kind of the way, the nature of things. Yeah, could be.
0: Did I tell you I got a JHS... Um, oh, poop. I forgot this last week, too. Not the crayon, but the... Color, color box. box. There we go. Yep, yep. The new yep. one? Yes, brand new. Oh,
1: man, that thing looks so cool.
0: That's nice. It's nice. Sounds good. Sounds really good. I dig it.
1: Now, can you give me the rundown on that? Did they end up like putting, I can't remember. Is there XLR in and outs on that and all that jazz?
0: Yeah. XLR in and outs. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not like Phantom Power or anything like that, but uh, I haven't used it with any sort of mics. I just ran my guitar through it and I was like, oh, cool. Kind of like a super fancy EQ in a way. I mean, you could do more than that with it, but that's for all intents and purposes. It's something like that. It's kind of kind of makes your tone bigger and fatter. I guess the idea is like plugging into you know a really high end studio console.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember when they came out with V one here. Uh, what was it like three or four years ago? And they actually went to Abbey Road and did some testing and demoing and stuff in in the promo video for it. So oh, that's yeah, right. it's all, yeah all all about that console drive sound. Yeah. But I'm—I've been curious about it because it's like I—I I really need some more mic prees, but I don't really want to buy any more mic prees. But it would be cool if I could get a an overdrive as well, out of the same at the same time. So I've been—I've been eyeballing that thing. I need to do a little more digging on the specs. That's—that's that's pretty rad.
0: What what mic pre are you using right now for recording right here?
1: Oh, right now it's just a Scarlett. Uh, Focusrite Scarlett i18i interface.
0: Okay. Well, that's not bad at all.
1: No, no, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. It's just sometimes I, I, I need more than just the four built-in mic pres that it has. It has True. more inputs than that. But I could use, you know, I like to get weird with mics and uh, and stereo rigs. And sometimes I'll have four or five mics going when I'm trying to capture certain aspects of certain sounds and and. Some you know, sometimes I run out of prees. So it'd be nice just to have another another option in that, especially if it's modeled after like a Neve console or something. That'd be super cool. I'm pretty sure that's what that's based on.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um I think so. So, anyways, yeah, that, that was my new gear uh, purchase last actually it was a trade. I traded Josh for the Terraform.
1: Oh, well, there uh, you
0: go. So yeah, so that was my new my new gear acquisition last I think was it last week? I think it was why you're sick when that happened.
1: I uh, I got a new amp that really? I've been really excited about. Yeah, yeah. This one I've been excited about for a long time. Uh, I, I've talked about it on my show quite a bit, but I don't know about here. But, but I'm I'm a big Social Distortion fan. I think they have just when I think of rock and roll guitar tone, that's that's like the peak to me is is Social Distortion and the sounds that Mike and Company get, and so. I was interviewing Adam from Satellite Amps here. Well, he's been on twice, but the first time I interviewed him was was probably three, three four years ago, something like that. And, you know, he builds amps for for some of those guys. And so I, I said, hey, what's the sound on this record? Which the one I was talking about was uh, their song Bakersfield. It's just got such a rich, just juicy... Oh, man, I just, like, there's there's no better, like... No better rock and roll sound to me. And so I, I asked him, like, what if he could tell me what they used. And he sent a few text messages out. And it was like, oh, yeah, it was just a P90, uh, you know, equipped Les Paul into straight into his uh, satellite Atom, at least for Johnny's tone. And so from then on, I've I've wanted Atom really bad. And it's it doesn't get any simpler. It's just volume, tone, and that's it. It just is full-blown... Just it's it's I think it's 36 watts all tube, um, you know, kind of sounds it sounds sort of I don't know. I don't know the circuit at all, but to me, it sounds like like the ultimate basement is hmm. what it sounds like. It's just like so full and so rich and just oh it's I'm I haven't got to spend as much time with it as I would like. Obviously, it showed up literally in the middle of the sickness and I was just like, oh, want to play it so bad, but can't. Um, but I've I've uh, gotten to enjoy it the last couple days, and it is exactly what I was looking for. So, do you know what power g- tubes are in there? Uh, they six L sixes, I think. Are they okay? Yeah, yeah. I need to I need to verify that, but I'm almost hundred percent sure that's what they are. Hmm. And he's using a big old transformer for the power section. I I had I had to take a peek, of course, because I was picking it up, and I was like, why is this thing? so heavy it's, <laughs> uh, it's like it's 36 watts it shouldn't be this heavy and the the big mercury magnetist transformer in there it's just it's huge it takes up like almost the whole like not the whole chassis but like front front to back the whole chassis it's a big old boy i don't know which one it is but it's it's quite hefty
0: there's there's some amps like that i picked up I'm like is there a bag of concrete in the back of this thing <laughs>
1: Now is is that is there something to that as as far as like is there a, a reason you would use like an oversized transformer for something cuz like 36 mm. watts isn't that much you know what i mean like it there's a lot louder amps
0: uh, but some people like to i mean it really de- i mean it really kind of depends on what you're going for you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like everything else i mean sometimes you want to use a certain type of capacitor in certain parts of the circuit and sometimes you don't same way with Transformers. Sometimes you want to use a, a smaller one. I think Marshall used smaller ones at first. Um, oh, interesting. You know, And then uh, if I recall, right, I think it was Marshall. And um, other times, I mean, it, it just, there, there's not, I mean, contrary to what a lot of people believe, it's not like, well, if you use this, then if you use this type of Transformer or whatever, then X always happens. It's, right. it's kind of like a combination of everything to really give a s- specific sound. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, I've heard I've also heard things that like and this is a, maybe we've talked about this before. I can't remember, but like certain things matter in amps that you can't really tell a difference in pedals, like um, certain types of resistors and stuff. I've I've heard guys talk about in amps because of the power that are running through some of those components. It actually does make a little more of an audible difference with certain certain things versus the same ideas in pedals don't necessarily apply is that is that right
0: i think so yeah from from the you know from the different stuff i've done with them i i tend to think that component selection is a lot more audible to you know the average ear than it would be like in a pedal um, not that it's not important in pedals i just think that you can hear it a lot more whenever you go from, let's say uh, I don't know, a cheap ceramic to a silver mica cap, just for example, and that's mm-hmm. and we got to put it in a specific area. I mean, if you put a filtering a power supply or something, then it's that's kind of silly compared to um the capacitor that's tied to the to, to the volume pot. Gotcha. So, gotcha. and I mean, and still, I know there'd be people that don't know what I'm talking about. If you're looking at, if you're using a Fender Twin, for example, as a bright switch. That's just changing that particular capacitor that's tied to the volume pot. So,
1: oh, I didn't know that's what the the yeah. bright switch was doing. Oh, yeah, look at
0: that! It's a lot like um, you, you see it on guitars a lot, where people will put a capacitor on their volume control, and mm-hmm. so whenever they roll it down, it still kind of retains its crispiness. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's it's okay. just creating. It's technically creating a high pass filter.
1: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And people say we don't provide educational content. <laughs> Look at that. Just learning all kinds of good stuff here.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I, I, however, am not one of those people that believe that you have to use a very specific type of capacitor on guitar tone controls or volumes or anything like that. Now, I know that I'm probably going to get a lot of angry emails in response to that but I'm just saying like I've just been messing around before <laughs> I'll take different capacitors and I'll just f- use a switch, you know, like a five way switch or something and you can select through all of them. And if you don't have a marked, I mean, you can, you can mark them, but let's say you don't have a marked, You're like, do I hear a difference? Or, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know position two is the silver mica. Therefore it should sound better. You know what I mean? Right. So y- you can, it's kind of sort of a, lazy man's way to do a blind test I suppose (laughs) and I mean you know for for uh, in my opinion it's not worth worrying about that's just my opinion as long as it's a decent film cap of some sort and that's what I go with generally
1: yeah I feel like in in the guitar wiring part of it i I was talking to sean from gun street about this he they sponsor the show and you know he knows obviously a lot about wiring up guitars because that's what he does and his his big thing is like as long as it's in spec then it's gonna be fine as long as as long as it's to the tolerances that you're looking for then then it's good it doesn't matter if it's paper and oil or if it's film or you know whatever it just needs to needs to meet the numbers you're looking for and if that's if it does then it's probably going to sound like what you want it to sound like i was like oh okay that makes a lot of sense especially in a passive guitar circuit you know we're talking about such low output it's 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 uh it gets sticky real quick when you start trying to to d- dig down into those kind of minutia I feel like and people get very passionate about that. I'm probably going to get some emails too. Sorry everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the things that we argue about, you know, they are the epitome of first world problems, oh. so let me tell you. <laughs> for sure. That's what this whole this whole podcast is based around first world problems <laughs> trying to fix my guitar sound doesn't sound right. That's uh, a <laughs> That's definitely a small, a small problem in the grand scheme of things.
0: <laughs> well, I don't, did you use a ceramic cap? Because if you did, then that's the, that's your problem right there. Is that you know? the problem? That's your problem.
1: Oh, I thought it might've been because it was one of those PCB jobs instead of <laughs> the good old school cloth wires. <laughs>
0: cloth wires always sound better. That cloth, it, it just, it dampens the tone, see? Yes. You know, because oh. it's, it's surrounding the wire, therefore it's damping, actually damping
1: the tone. See, Of
0: course it is. Yeah.
1: How could it be doing anything else? Right. That's, there's no way.
0: That's the way, that's the way electrons work, my dude.
1: To be fair, I do like the cloth wires simply for aesthetic purposes. They look, they look nice. I, I, I agree with you totally there. Um, there's a lot <laughs> of things I like that are just because it looks cool and that's, I'm Fully okay with admitting that. I hope everybody else is, but you know, I like old guitars because they look cool. I like lots of things that just aesthetically looks better. I don't know. I have uh,
0: I have read some arguments about about wiring as well. You know, cloth wires versus just regular old wiring, or or like you said, circuit boards. Man, there's some people that hate circuit boards inside a guitar. You know.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't really know if I'm on board with that. Like, I mean, I would, of course, rather it have a nice like custom wiring harness in it just because I would rather have that. But is is a circuit board awful? I don't I don't feel like I feel like it's first of all, the only way to do some of the those switching options without like routing the entire back of your guitar out. And uh, and B, like, I don't know, I got circuit boards all throughout my signal chain. I, I mean, I can't say I hate circuit boards. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't have a, I don't have an opinion on that
1: actually. Really don't. I mean, well, you got, I mean, you're, if you're running through pedals, you're run. You, you've got circuit boards in your, in your signal chain guaranteed. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> so.
0: it's going to be pretty hard to, to wire a delay, you know, part to part.
1: <laughs> That's your next thing. You're going to do a point to point wired analog delay. That'll be the next Wamplid product.
0: Oh, oh no, let's not do an analog. Let's let's make it interesting. Let's let's do digital with MIDI and presets. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sur- all point to point. All point to point surface mount. Yep, yep. But no circuit board to be found because hand
1: soldered everything.
0: Hand soldered.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: That's what always. Believe
1: it like. or not, I've seen. I, I I have definitely seen people do like well, you know, and I mean meaning this in like mad respect to the, the time and, and labor that goes into it but the doctor scientist atmosphere is a really advanced reverb pedal that uh, for a while they were doing all of the SMT by hand like every every production one was being hand soldered and I was like you guys are crazy like yeah <laughs> I mean mad props to, to them for being able to pull it off but I was like that I, I, there's no way I would have the patience or the skill to do that, it, I would just make a sloppy mess out of it. But, um,
0: that is easy obviously. to do with surface mount. It's very easy to get like a little solder bridges, you know, mm-hmm. so definitely be, you have to be really careful. It, but I mean, you know, surface mounts a weird thing because especially like in the DIY community, I, and this is changing a little bit, but, um, primarily it seems like a lot of people are really intimidated by surface mount stuff. And I mean, the truth is, I mean, the, The technique is a little different, but it's actually kind of quicker to solder that stuff together. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it can be if, if you do it, if you do it a certain way, you know, if you're, if you're not trying to solder it, like it's a through hole part. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. I did, I did watch, it's an old video. It's probably still on their Instagram from like two, three years ago, but Creighton from Keeley, like soldering some surface mount stuff. And it was like this. I don't know. This is a this is a, my like neophyte soldering skills showing, but it was like he like just kind of drug it across, and it just like it looked like almost like it was automatic. It, I, I know it wasn't. I know it takes practice, but it was like he just kind of went across a bunch of solder legs, yeah. and yep. it was done. That's I was a, like, "What? That's how you do it. what? Yep. I didn't understand. I don't understand. It looks like witchcraft. <laughs> like like he did it with ESP or, or something. I'm not sure how he did that." <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's the technique's different, but you can actually go pretty quick once you once you get used to it and know what you're doing. You can put one together fairly quick. That's amazing. But, but I, I I honestly and again this is probably where a lot of people are going to disagree. I think that um, a machined soldered product, if done well, and meaning that there's standards in place and all that sort of thing, it's not some hillbilly like me that's programming it. You know, (laughs) I think I think it actually can yield a a better product in the end because you're you're soldering very specific things at a very specific for a very specific time at a very specific temperature, versus you know some idiot like me. I'm like, eh, it looks good.
1: Yeah, that looks like a joint.
0: It's it's good enough. Let's move on to the next one.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to some of the stuff we've we've talked about before. Now, don't get me wrong, like. I I really like hand done stuff and like I'm I get really into all that. But at the end of the day, would you want a hand wired iPhone?
0: Yeah, that's like that's exactly not. That's exactly how I approach it. Yeah, <laughs> do, you want, do you want a hand wired iMac? You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Or do you want Most it to people, work? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, Do you want it to function properly? <laughs> I don't think I don't think that when you put it that way, I've I've never heard anybody argue with that. Like be like. Well, I, yeah, give me that cloth wire dime hack. I, I need the, make sure you use the vintage bumblebee capacitors too, because otherwise <laughs> my laptop f- isn't going to be dude. up to spec.
0: Tropical fish, sorry.
1: Oh, sorry. Oh, yes, yeah, what was I thinking? How could I, how dare I not spec out the tropical fish in my Mac Pro? That's what I need.
0: So uh, I'm Googling. I, I want to see if anyone actually does any mods, like hand-wired
1: iPhone mods. Or they just like replace the guts.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just wondering if that's, if that's a thing, you know, and it's can...
1: definitely a thing in the guitar space to like, wasn't, had, isn't there people that like take great pride in pulling out the circuit boards and redoing certain, certain amps usually most of the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've seen that before. I know the blues junior. I don't know if they still make it, but there used to be a kit where you would basically pull out the entire circuit board. And, um, there was a new, think it was like a turret board might be might be what they call a bill m mod i don't know i may be wrong there but um it'd be like a new not technically a circuit board more like a turret board and you would point to point wire your own blues junior so now some
1: of that i don't know if they still make
0: that but at one time that was a thing
1: i think they still do now some of the amp stuff you know to backpedal a little bit you know i'm I, I, I think we all can kind of agree that like if the tube sockets and stuff are not like mounted properly, you know, that can be a problem. We've, we've all seen that stuff burn out before, Yeah, no, at least, you know, at least I have, uh, and it's just like, Oh, if that was mounted to the chassis, that never would have happened type of thing.
0: Well, so apparently there's, I haven't googled this for a long time so apparently there's a number of people that do it now carlscustomamps.com ratvalveamps.com um hoffman uh, it just says hoffman blues junior conversion all right so there's a there's several people that that, that's that's a thing that's a cool thing and and it looks it actually looks a lot cooler
1: you know it definitely looks cooler there's no doubt about that
0: and I I will admit, after having worked on way too many Blues Juniors, they are a giant pain to mess with. They're just like the traces always, not always, but easily come up or burn up, or it's just it's just easy to uh, to mess it up. Yeah. So well, that,
1: those amps were manufactured to a price point though too. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's not a two thousand dollar
0: amp. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm the biggest, like we're sitting here talking about all this hand-wired stuff and, you you know, I just, that's what the amp I just got. That's all hand-wired. Like I'm a big Benson fanboy That's all point to point, you know, and they all do it for different reasons. I'm not hating on, on any of that stuff at all. It's just, you know, if I get a blues junior, I'm going to expect that it's not done that way. Right. That's because that's what you pay for. You pay for the labor. Yep, more people true. and less robots in those builds, basically. <laughs> yep.
0: So what what else is going on?
1: I was trying to think if there's anything super interesting in the gear world uh, other than uh, the blooper being released. I feel like everything's kind of kind of quiet on the home front right now. That that would be the new Chase Bliss looper that they. You know, travel around the country and have been. Everybody's kind of known about that for a while. It's sort of, sort of old news, but it's they've been finally released to the wild and people are starting to bloop around with right. them. So, but other than that, everything's been a little bit, off, a little bit dead in the in the gear world. At least as far as news, like there's no new fenders coming out. I think it's because NAMM is just around the corner. Yeah, and everyone's kind of playing it close to the vest. I think is basically what's going on. It's, I mean, it's. It's almost here.
0: It's always really quiet in the gear world, like right around Christmas. And even like company wise, basically everybody shuts down for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> or at least if, a, yep. at least a week between Christmas and New Year's. Pretty much everyone is just like, eh, it's going to take some time off for, for a week or so.
1: <laughs> it's because the rest of the year you don't. Right.
0: I mean. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's And the last quarter of the year is always your busiest. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, other yeah, with than Black Friday and everything. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Other than January and getting ready for Nam, but that's that's what happens after New Year's. Now it's the it'll be the Nam rush, trying to get everything yep. done.
1: And we'll have even less time this year because you know they decided to do Nam on the 16th. Is that when it's starting? I think it's yeah, January. Early. Yeah, yeah. That just really threw me off. Like I was doing some stuff late at night, and then I suddenly was like, "Let me double check when Nam is," and it was like. Oh no! I still haven't booked my my stuff yet. I need to book I need to book my Nam flights and book my hotel. Otherwise, I'm going to be, you know, sleeping in downtown Disney. And that wouldn't have been super. I don't think they I don't think they let people do that. Been there. <laughs> well, not downtown Disney,
0: but we did stay at the Disney hotel one year, which is kind of cool. Actually, kind of a cool hotel.
1: It looks cool from the outside. Mm-hmm. I just walked through it, but I I was like, wow, this is a this is an interesting setup. I was thinking to myself, I was like, this seems like a I mean, seems like a odd place to stay, cause if you're going to Disneyland, aren't you gonna be in Disneyland the whole time for the most part? And not hanging out in the fancy hotel? I don't know. It was a weird <laughs> it was a weird thing. I was like, I'm maybe I'm just too cheap. I'm just like, well, I'm not even gonna be at the hotel hardly, so might as well get that cheap and you know, spend all my money on on turkey legs. I've got
0: a, I've got a sleeping bag, and the weather's warm. We're gonna stay outside tonight.
1: It's California. <laughs> come on. Basically, California outdoors is basically Oregon indoor weather. So <laughs> that's very
0: true. That's very true. It's a good time. Well, that's all I got for this week. It's kind of a slow, slow week for me as well. Just you know, even me myself, just winding down, getting ready for Christmas and. Then getting ready to take my, uh, my sabbatical, you know, my, my week off to play Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. Every day. year.
1: Or yep. Red Dead. Is it, was it, is it Modern Warfare? Or Re- Modern, Warfare, Mo- Modern
0: Warfare this year, baby.
1: Okay. Yep. Well, you enjoy that sabbatical. Yep. I'm, I'm going to be, uh, Slip. I'm going to be trying to recover from everything I missed this last week. I I'm would, still trying to figure out, unbury myself, figure out what I, what balls I've dropped. <laughs> Yeah,
0: again, I'll throw out my username. I think it's Slipped Mule Two. I think is the I think is my username. Uh, so yeah, I wonder if no, anyone. Him. I wonder if anyone will add me as a friend and then then play me. I have to have to uh, you know kick some butt.
1: So yeah, it's oh, done. You know, I'm sure Mr. Ooh. Nick Scott will. He listens to all these and he's always you know he's pays way more attention to it than I do. So
0: <laughs> our listener Nick is fantastic. Yep.
1: All right. Well, I can shut this down. All right. You ready to go?
0: Yep. We'll talk right. to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Chasing Tone Podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at com, and I'll personally get your email. If you like, if you like this podcast, please make sure to share it with your friends, and bandmates, or just others into guitar podcasts. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is simply go to the iTunes Store or whatever podcast app that you like to use and leave us a positive review. You can also, uh, you know, go to our site, multiplepedals.com, and check out some stuff. Got some cool new shirts up too as well. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.